Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step it, and let's get started. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, everyone. And tonight I have an amazing cryptozoologist, which I really find fascinating. It's Daniel J. Benoit, a cryptozoologist. He's the founder and researcher of East Coast Bigfoot Research and Organization. His YouTube channel is Bigfoot Zone. And he's got some amazing books out as well. Wildlife and Bigfoot Field Guide, an objective view, learning Bigfoot, and a kid's book called Bigfoot, I'm sorry, Junior Bigfooters Active Guide. Daniel, how are you tonight? I am doing awesome. Thank you for having me on here. You're so. welcome. The pleasure is all mine. Daniel, I have to ask you, you have an amazing new show coming up. It's a documentary that I find fascinating, The Southern Illinois Monster Hunters. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, well, with me being the founder of the ECBRO, um, I was, I'm really great friends with the, uh, founder of that, or that research team. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, Southern Illinois monster hunters, uh, those guys are amazing. We've worked together, you know, um, numerous times over the years and basically through research conversations and, uh, Actually, they've been out here to Virginia to participate with me with past events. And, uh, yeah, so we recently been out there. When I say we, uh, me and my girlfriend and, uh, we, you know, we love, we both love Bigfoot and it's been our passion for like forever. And it's what our research, you know, anywhere our research takes us is where we're going to go. So yeah, when the opportunity came about to go to the state of Illinois, uh, yeah, we, uh, we jumped on it. Uh, we made our plans. We took the drive out there and, uh, and loved the area. And, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, I learned a lot about the area out there, uh, basically off of, you know, learning about the different, uh, sightings and activity mm -hmm. that occurred out there. Uh, not just from my own friend, Zach Sterick, um, you know, but, I've actually learned from others uh, who have actually had sightings in the very spot we've camped at before. So, 
Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, very exciting. And we covered a lot of ground and we, uh, we actually found quite a bit that got filmed out there. So I, I'm excited that it worked out as well as it did. So, um, there's a couple things that, I mean, well, one in particular, I would love to share, but I'm not sure if it's going to be in the film or not, but it's kind of, a I don't know. I'll tell you this much. There's a good possibility that we may have captured a Bigfoot on thermal floor. So there, yeah. I wasn't going to say nothing because, you know, it was my thermal floor cache <laughs> and I, I, I presented it to the film producer and he seems like he's excited about it. But I, as I told him, I said, it could be, it might, you know, it might be, I'm not saying it is, but I want to say that it is, but it's just, it was very mysterious. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So we'll let the viewers decide <laughs> if, if he puts it in there. So yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Like I wouldn't have thought Illinois being a hot, hotbed for Bigfoot activity. Well, you know, it's funny that you said that because I've, I've always looked at Illinois as pretty much a lot of flatland, which it definitely is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of flatland. But uh, I'm, I, was, I was also surprised when I went out there to discover just how much forest is out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because that's what riding through, you know, uh, you know, right before we come into Illinois, we're, you know, we drove through uh, uh, Indiana and uh, and on route 64 through Indiana, as we approach and get into the Illinois state, it was uh, very fascinating. I was, I was telling my girlfriend, I said, this is very squatchy looking around here. I mean, there's a lot of swamp, like along the area, a lot of the area we were, there was like a good portion of it was swamp land and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well wooded areas. And I, I was just feeling it the more I got out there, you know? Right. So, and then in the, southern illinois area where we were yeah there's a lot of farms out there and there's a lot of small rural areas but <laughs> yes a lot of forests out there as well so it's interesting because well i'm in fort wayne indiana i moved here four years ago we have a lot of wetlands here okay yeah that's, that's it we i uh we almost moved to fort wayne indiana <laughs> uh, before we moved to virginia yeah i'm getting yeah. used to it now it took a long time virginia is so pretty it's so oh, yeah. pretty there <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> it is gorgeous there so when you were in illinois and how long were you guys there camping and researching for the documentary <sighs> Well, uh, honestly, not as long as I wanted to be there, but um, we were there for about four days, mm-hmm. well, almost four days. Yeah, three days and a night, whatever, something like that. So, but uh, actually, we end up when everyone else left. Uh, actually, me and the girlfriend, we stayed an extra night. Did so, you? Yeah. And did you guys feel or hear anything or experience anything while you were there? Well, me personally, um, I know my girlfriend didn't mention them, but you know we've heard the basic some of the basic known wildlife that was around there as far as coyotes owls uh, you know um yeah, let's see what, what there was a couple other things coyotes owls and there was a couple other things i can't recall but um but as far as anything out of the ordinary or what i would refer to as the unknown um as far as hearing nothing no um now some of the things we came across which a lot of people contribute or or associate uh, to Bigfoot is uh, some of the unknown, or I shouldn't say unknown, but some of the odd tree structures and some of the formations uh, that don't appear to be natural. Something that uh, some of these formations that 
appear to have been placed there, you know, built on purpose, regardless if a person did it or somebody else did, or something else did it. Uh, we did come across a couple different things, and one of them was a very neat-looking teepee structure. Hmm. Um, that was very interesting. Um, oh, and then we have come across um, some tracks. Uh, some of them were actually very impressive-looking. Hmm. Then again, uh, some of them, they uh, we were actually almost kind of following uh, what we believe to be a trackway, but not all the tracks were made out because some of the, the surface of the the terrain was slightly, uh, you know, a little bit different than where we were finding the more solid um, impressions. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but yeah, um, it, it is clearly safe to say that we found tracks. Uh, we found some pretty cool structures and uh, yeah, I had a great time out there exploring. I was very impressed with my time out there. Wow. So. What brought you to want to do this? Did you just well, wake up one day as an adult and go, I want to find Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do, but you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. That might have been the case for some people, but uh, yeah, see, I've been doing this for a little over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the famous things uh, I believe that's done this for a lot of people uh, that sparked the interest and curiosity um, from 1967, mm -hmm. the Roger Patterson and Bob Gindlin footage. Oh yeah, um, I do believe that has done it for a lot of people, and um, that's something I've seen a few times, and you know, and you know, it just started to grow on me, mm -hmm. and it didn't. It really struck on me when you know I've seen some of the uh, where science got involved, you know, right. and you know, even to this day, they cannot debunk it. They cannot. They cannot say it. It was a man in a costume. They can't say whatever. Um, I mean, it's definitely a flesh and blood. Uh, subject that was in that video mm -hmm. uh, you know there was tracks that were found at that site that were analyzed uh by professionals um you know uh anthropologists and so forth that find it to be legit you know and that really blew my mind i was like it really mm -hmm. pumped me up and you know and then it just opened up this fire inside me this passion started growing you know right. Um, cause you know, here's somebody like me, I grew up in the woods. I've always been in the woods, mm -hmm. but you know, the thought of big, the thought of Bigfoot was never really dwelling on your, uh, dwelling on your mind. Um, you know, so when you're out there, you, you know, since a kid, I was either playing or tagging along with dad while he was hunting, you know? Right. And so, you know, as I got older and discovered all this fascinating information, you know, I, it had me out in the woods with, you know, like, enhanced senses i was more on alert i was actually looking for stuff right. and you know yeah. and here's the thing as you look if you take the time to look you know eventually you you will start finding and yeah i started finding things such as tracks and everything so uh yeah the odd the odd stuff that stands apart um it was starting to stand out to me um now i do take an objective approach to, to a lot of what we find, to what a lot of people find, uh, as well as myself. And, you know, so, you know, when I, when I see people presenting things, I, uh, I have a tendency, excuse me, I have a, you know, a, I have a tendency to really speak my mind, you know, and some people find it offensive and I do try to present it in the nicest, kindest way possible. Right. But you know, sometimes maybe it doesn't sound that way coming out. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm 
I've just seen a lot of stuff through, you know, through the years. I've, you know, I know what's natural. I know what weather does. I know what other wildlife does. Mm-hmm. And, and half of what people are finding and pointing fingers at, they're giving Bigfoot the credit when they're neglecting all these other known species that do the very same thing that they're giving big, Bigfoot the credit for, you know? So, you know, that's where it's, it's very tough, you know, but people, there's a lot of people that are involved with the Bigfoot community that got Bigfoot on the brain. And so they, everything they find that's odd to them is Bigfoot, you know? So, and I, I get that because, and, and I can relate to them. So I, you know, in a very understanding because I was the same way. I was the same way because after seeing what people were saying was Bigfoot, when I was in the woods, like I was finding it too. But, you know, I mean, but, you know, hey, wait a minute. Bears break trees. Bears play on trees. Bears push trees over, you know, little things like that, you know. So I, you know, I had to start telling people, you know, like kind of host, you guys slow down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when I go to do a presentation at a convention, one of the first things I tell people after introducing myself, you know, well, let me back up a little bit. Sometimes I get asked from people just getting started in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, what should I keep in mind when I'm out in the woods or when I go out there? First thing I tell them, get Bigfoot off your brain right away because you're going to be deceiving yourself, you know, and you're going to give yourself false hopes, you know. And then if you start presenting that, someone just as new as you or younger is going to be deceived and just – you, you're just going to be lied, uh, you know, leading one blind man into the ditch, you know, one after mm-hmm. another, so, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel it's very important to be objective. I mean, I find it more exciting if we could try our best to rule out all the other possibilities and all mm-hmm. the other suspects, you know? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much kind of how I got, sorry, I went on a ramble. Thing. Oh no, you're <laughs> fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. Had you ever heard or seen them the bigfoot yes um actually i've seen one time um well i wasn't alone Mm -hmm. it was actually uh it didn't happen until may 13 no excuse me may 3rd of 2014 um yeah that was actually here in virginia and now i've you know like i've told the story a million times man i'll you know i'll I'll get into this here uh, again. <laughs> so uh, this was actually during a camping outing. Um, and I'm actually getting ready to go camping here at the end of May uh, out in the same spot. Uh, well, I hope hopefully that spot's available. But anyway, yeah, this particular area, I, you know, it, it, the area, it took, uh, I, it grew. I mean, it, I had a serious interest once I learned about this area. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so I started spending time out in this area, hiking, exploring, doing my own camping. And, uh, you know, and here I am, you know, I didn't really announce to too many people why, when I go out there that I'm involved with Bigfoot. Because um, it's funny, well, because there's something I was about to share, but this was something I learned after my experience. But um, yeah, if I don't forget it, I'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it, it was a camping outing that me and uh, five others. So there was six of us total. Uh, we spent, you know, almost a week out there and uh, we were, you know, we spent a lot of time. Yeah. We spent a lot of time during the day hiking, exploring, and, you know, we, we more or less take it easy. We don't, we don't overdo it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, hiking during the day to get familiar with what might be, you know, interesting and see if we can find the tracks, you know, the basic stuff, you know, and then, um, you know, they hang around, relax at camp. And then the cool thing is to go hiking or exploring at night. It's fun to do that, but I don't always recommend it. And I'll, I'll get into that a little later, but, but, um, we decided after resting at camp for, you know, most of the day, it was getting towards the evening and we're like, guys, we got to go down to the lake. Yeah. There's a lake in the area. And it was approximately almost a mile to, um, from the campsite. So we, um, we all got prepared and decided to go on foot and we, we started down the forest road to head down towards the lake. And, um, as we got down there, it was nice because usually there's people fishing down there. There was nobody down there, which was awesome. So we could actually focus on what we were there to do, you know. And um, so when we got there, uh, we split up in teams. Uh, we spread out around the lake in pairs of two. Uh, we had an older couple that came down from Vermont and uh, Kimmy and Darren. And when we got down there, they stayed, they stayed at the, uh, at the beginning of the lake, there was like a little peninsula, um, that they were sitting on. There was actually a little wooden bench, uh, there and they sat and relaxed there while we went down, uh, on the access road that went around the lake. And, um, they have these little access, uh, handicapped docks or piers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we went down there and I know my buddy, uh, Tracy Arnold and his son, um, they got more towards the middle and then it was me and the gentleman by the name of cliff stanley we went a little further down so um as we were there um we were in radio communication and you know here it is it's starting to get a little little late you know this the sun's starting to go down uh, actually i believe at that point it was already starting getting a little bit darker than that but um so yeah, we're down there. We're doing some communication, and we did some vocals. Um, surprisingly, we actually got a response. Ooh. Yeah, and the thing is, here's the thing, Kimmy, uh, and you know, um, I'm sure she loves it every time I share this part for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kimmy, she is she's a small person. She's a small thing, you know. And she loves doing her vocals. And I love it when she does them, too, if she's out there with us, because she does an awesome job. If you're if you're familiar with the, with the way Bobo from Finding Bigfoot does his uh, call, uh-huh. she's basically like the female version of Bobo. <laughs> but she's probably literally half his size. Because, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a tall guy. I, I, I met him in Ohio there uh, some years back. And, and um so yeah her vocalization after her she did her thing we remained quiet and then absolutely we got a response somewhere over on the other ridge and in the distance it wasn't as loud as her you could tell by the way you hear you could tell it was distant you know but something heard it and something responded to it so um we found that to be interesting. That could have been a, who knows? It could have been a coyote. There's a lot of big coyotes out there and we do have wolves out there. I've seen uh-huh. them. And yeah, I actually seen one chasing a deer one day. <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, so yeah. All right. So I'm going to kind of speed ahead here. Cause you know, I, I don't want a lot of boring stuff here in between as we were hanging out there at the camp and never, I mean, excuse me at the, around the lake. 
Um, so yeah, we decided to, after being there for a while, it was late and it's like, yeah, come on guys, we're going to head back to camp. It's very late. And I didn't realize the time, but it was just a little after midnight when we regrouped and set back on foot. So mm-hmm. keep in mind, we were prepared. We were no, we know it was going to get dark when we first head down there. So we all had our headlamps and everything. And, um, so we're headed out from the lake, walking up the gravel road out to the main forest road. So as we're walking up the road, you know, we noticed, uh, we noticed some deer off to the side, you know, just nonchalantly just walking. It's like probably within a few feet of us, you know, and you, you normally deer would run off a spook or whatever, but we just found it odd that they were just nonchalantly just walking off the edge of the road, you know, and, um, so after seeing the deer, we're walking, and it wasn't it wasn't that uh, further past the deer, just uh, just up on the other side of the road, something caught my attention. And uh, keep in mind, for the record, we were walking a single fire line, and we weren't trying to be quiet. We were all talking at normal tones because you know we were our minds were set on going back to camp. Okay. So we're walking up this road, and something reflecting on a tree caught my attention at least i thought it was on a tree (laughs) (laughs) so i'm staring there i'm trying to get my eyes focused on what this was because my headlamp's reflecting on something and i'm I'm like i'm having a staring contest or whatever this was because keep in mind i didn't know it was anything i didn't know it was a set of eyes so it blinked and i I realized it was something there Mm. and I got Tra- Tracy Arnold was the next one right behind me. I called Tracy up. I said, Tracy, what the you know heck is that? Mm-hmm. And he saw it too. And then all of a sudden it just zipped away. Like it went away. And well, my first thing was when he got up there, I won't use the language I used at the time because I was kind of pumped <laughs> up. I was like, is that a, you know, is that a, a mountain lion? You know, because it was, keep in mind the eye shine. It was, yeah, it was eye shine, large yellowish looking eye shine. And it was, it was kind of low to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't realize why it was low till we actually got up to that spot. Cause Tracy got the rest of the group guys come up here. We have eye shine up here, you know? Right. So, so we all get up into the spot where we saw that eye shine and we're all in there. We're staring directly into the woods. So here it is like total darkness. You know, our headlamps are shining in there, but yeah, there was, you know, it was pretty dark. You could see some of the trees and the bushes. It's kind of thick in there. Um, but down over to the left, whatever was there by the edge of the road, we saw that again. We saw that same eye shine. And for the record, right there by the edge of the road, it sloped down several feet and then leveled out. So, yeah, we're definitely looking down at it. Although whatever this was, was small to begin with. And it was odd because we had no idea what it was because here it is looking right at us, swaying side to side, like kind of fast. So, I, you know, it was like, what in the world is this? I'm, I have like huh. every, every animal running through my head. Right. And like, wait a minute. I know all the wildlife out here. I know, what, you know how they move. And they, I said, I'm not, I'm just not recognizing this, you know, right. and keep in mind, we're on a, we're on a Bigfoot expedition. But Bigfoot's nowhere on my mind. I'm like, what is this? You know, <laughs> especially so, something that's swaying side to side. Right, right. And then you know it's low, 
large yellowish glowing eyes reflecting off our headlamp. Now keep in mind, we didn't see no bodies, no nothing. It was the lights that we had was just catching your eyes. And I don't know, you know, because whatever the, you know, whatever it was, was just outside of our light, you know, shine. I don't know, uh, a range of light. So, but here we are, we're staring at this and we're watching this sway side to side. And all of a sudden, another one appears. Oh my. About, about four or five feet to the right of it. Mm-hmm. But this one was much taller. And keep in mind, all we're seeing, we're still seeing up by Einstein. So we're seeing this small one. Now we see a, another one much taller, uh, estimated to be about maybe two feet t- taller than the one we were looking at. Because mm-hmm. the, the small this small subject was probably only about four feet tall. Now we're looking at one that's probably standing around the six foot range. And it's just standing there. It's not doing no swaying, no movement. But mm-hmm. it blinks its eyes a few times. I mean, it, maybe our lights were bright enough to make it blink its eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just steadily staring, occasionally blinking its eyes. That small one's still swaying away. <laughs> and now it's getting interesting because we're like, all right, we got something small here, something a little taller. Like, we're not making out no features, no shape, nothing whatsoever. But then again, I'm looking in the woods. You know, I see those two right there to my left. And I'm just scanning around. I'm looking around. And all of a sudden, another set of eyes shine way to the right. I took notice of. Mm. And I said, Tra- yeah, I said, Tracy, there's another set of eyes down there. But it's like really low. Mm-hmm. And. So I'm watching it. I don't know. I'm focused on me or what I'm doing. I, you know, I, I'm not responsible for who all, who also is watching and paying attention to what, but, but apparently Tracy, I believe was watching everything of the same thing and witnessed everything I saw, but I'm watching this set of eyeshine apart from those other two that we noticed. Here's another set of eyeshine behind the bushes. And all of a sudden it's getting taller and taller. Like it's slowly, Whatever it is, it's like raising up or something. And that's what I believe it was doing. Because by the time it got done getting, you know, to its height, yeah, it, it was towering over top of the six foot one. Like at least by two feet. Oh, my. Yeah. Did and, you guys like get worried or chills or did you? Well, here's the thing. It's funny that you say that because. I think Kimmy, Kimmy, uh, she kind of started standing behind her. She's the only one that really expressed any nervousness or being frightened a little bit. Um, the, the thing is, even Tracy actually spoke up. Tracy was the first one to say, and I started to believe that that's probably what we were looking at. But even though there was no information, not enough data there to say for sure, but then the thought of Bigfoot was coming into my mind after Tracy said, guys, we got squatches. So when he said, yeah, when he said that, I was like, yeah, I want to believe that. But because I mean, what else could these be, you know? So yeah, I mean, keep in mind, these are very, they were very close. We're, we're talking about 30, 40 feet away, roughly. Did you guys Um, smell anything? You know how you always hear that they have a, a distinct order. Yeah, surprisingly, no. There was no smell, no odor whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about that, but that's one thing I can't say I've ever mm-hmm. experienced in the woods. Um, except for you know, I've walked you know through the woods and smelt dead animals. You know, yeah, or bear, bear have. 
Very, oh yes. Very stinky. Yeah. <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah, they're stinky. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of bears out there during my hikes and stuff. You know, some close, some distant. So right. um but yeah, so here we are. Now we're looking at three subjects. A four foot one, a six foot one, now we have an eight foot one. So yeah, and Tracy's already said, guys, we got squatches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about to be confirmed for me here very shortly. Um so as we're staring there, now keep in mind, we're actually being still, there's actually a video of this situation. There's a Cliff Stanley that was with us, had his camcorder out recording this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know when I learned about that, I was like super excited. I was like, good. We can prove ourselves everywhere. We can prove what we're seeing. <laughs> but here's, I, for the record, I watched that video footage on normal view and he even tried to enhance it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a few people said, "Oh, yeah, they can see the eye shine." I, I'm sorry, I, I just was not able to make it out in the video, but it's out there. It, the video's out there. It's on YouTube somewhere, and uh, I'm sure if I took the time out to look for it, but um, but yeah, he filmed this. But during the filming thing, you could see how we were like staring over there at him, and mm-hmm. we were acting kind of somewhat silly, trying to get a response from them because. I know Tracy's son was trying like doing a little hoots and holler sounds, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's why they and, were uh, blinking. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, what are you doing? What are they doing, yeah, Henry? <laughs> exactly. You're like, what are these humans doing? Yeah. <laughs> we thought they were weird before, but now they're doing that thing again. Now, watch, they're going to hit that tree over there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is what confirmed it for me, and I was I was excited about this. And I again, I never got nervous. I never got scared because uh, Tracy told me that he saw the same thing I saw. Mm-hmm. That that tall one at one point ended up turning to the side and like apparently took a step or two and then turned back to look back at us <laughs> during that maneuver. I guess from the just the proper angle or just enough lighting, it picked up a whole silhouette from a wide, broad shoulders and a big round head. Interesting. Yeah, and that's the most I've seen. Uh, I don't think no one else has claimed to have seen anything else, but Tracy said he saw that same thing I saw because he was standing right next to me. Hmm. So, I mean, what else could have that have been? I mean, bears don't have broad shoulders, you right. know. So I mean, I and there's big bears out there. I've seen big bears out there before. Oh yeah. And and I'm convinced that these were, well, some people like to refer to Bigfoot works in groups or clans. I I feel like I honestly feel like this was a family unit. I really yeah. do. Uh, just because well, there's a small one, so we could assume that hey, that's a juvenile. The six foot one, possibly the female, and then the eight foot one, yeah. Big daddy. daddy you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't so, touch the little one and run if necessary. Exactly. And, you know, here's the thing. Not once did I ever feel threatened. I, I did not feel threatened. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they were very curious of us as we were them, you know, trying to figure out what we were looking at on the most part. And, you know, and here's the thing. Just prior to that, like I mentioned earlier, there was a deer on the side of the road, hmm. and that small one was out there. You know, right after the deer passed passed into the woods further, 
we know that's when I was walking up ahead and saw the the you know first set of eye shine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get back to thinking about that. Were they on on the hunt? Were they you know did we disturb something? You know, right. um, that's something I think about, and I'll tell you why I think about that till this day because something else happened too, but a year later, and uh, but long story short. After the situation, after observing them for this, you know, short amount of time, I'm going to say it was somewhere between, honestly, a lot of people won't believe it, but it was between five and 10 minutes. A lot of people say a lot of encounters don't last that long. Well, they weren't in no hurry to show themselves or they weren't trying to act up. They weren't, I don't know, as far as I know, I believe they knew they were safe because they were in the dark. You know, they knew they were just, just outside of our, our light range. And I, you could see there, you could actually make out their eyes turning away, even though we weren't able to make out no more silhouettes. Basically they all turned away and went further into the darkness. It's like, okay, they had enough show of us, you know? So we continued to head back to camp and uh, yeah, here's a funny thing that happened after we got back to camp. Although we were trying to debunk this, we were still actually trying to debunk this because although we did see what we saw and, it's just we wanted to, I guess, in our minds, just to be total clear uh, and sure about that. But mm-hmm. um, so apart from de- trying to debunk it, the situation, me and Tracy Arnold both had backpacks on and we each had night vision binoculars in our backpacks. Mm-hmm. And not not once did we ever, not once ever think about pulling them out to get a clear or better observation or view of them. And, you know, thing is, you hear a lot of people say that, oh, they had night vision, they had this and that, and or they had a camera with them and they just didn't take a picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, I guess because we were so drawn in and caught up in that moment, you know, there was a lot of excitement in that. Right. And not once did we ever think about pulling uh, pulling them out to see that. Yeah, the devices that we had at the time uh, didn't record, but still, we were we would have been able to see something better, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just we not once did we think about pulling that out, you know, to get a good look. Maybe so, that's where that mutual respect happened. You know, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's just here's the other thing too. And I think that they felt, you know, I I believe a lot of people do this too, but I believe like a lot of animals, a lot of people can sense if there's a bad person or, or bad vibes and all that good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I believe they knew that we weren't no threat, you know? Right. Um, so I think if we, if they had fear of us, they were, they would have either disappeared a lot sooner or maybe shown some signs of aggression, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, I've never experienced any kind of aggression, except for a, a whole nother time and a whole nother story about a rock thrown at me. But um, <laughs> they tend to like those rocks, apparently. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that was a football-sized rock that got thrown at me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and think I was like that. <laughs> no, no. Especially in the area that happened, and it was a very thick, closed, tight area and a very narrow trail. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's another story. <laughs> but yeah. um, so as far as uh, where oh, as far as where that encounter took place, uh, a year later, 
in the same section of woods, just slightly around uh, around a curve. Because when you come out of that road that comes from the lake, you come out to the main um, the main forest road, and then uh, there's actually a couple camp spots right there, right outside the uh, lake entrance. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, it's all primitive camping out there. But so, but yeah, I was actually uh, camping during the 2015 hunting season, just around the corner, and yeah, this is not too exciting, but um, it's not a long, drawn-out story. Um, but while I was camping there, um, the one night I well, I camped there a couple nights, but one of the nights I was camping there, I was sitting there around the campfire. I actually had my shotgun leaning against my vehicle. And, uh, you know, something told me, just you know what? I grabbed the spotlight, and I decided to walk out to the middle of the forest road. You know, there was nobody else around. There was no campers over there. If there was other people hunting, they were further. They were up on the other end of the forest road, which is probably seven, six, seven miles up the road. And uh, but something told me just, you know, you know what the heck? I'm gonna walk out there and shine my light in the woods. Mm-hmm. But for the record, I did not have that shine, that light shining, till I got to the middle of the road. Because before I turned it on, I don't know why I look left and right, even though you can't see nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know why I, I do that sometimes. I, I don't know. I'll never. I'll probably never have an answer for that. But um, <laughs> so after getting there, I automatically I start shining the light to my left, and the first thing that happened was a deer. I didn't see it, but you could hear the sound of a deer running off. So I spooked the deer up. And you can hear, you know, crashing through the woods, running off. I said, oh, okay, cool. There was a deer right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, the deer are going to come around at night when you're, you know, when you can't shoot them. But, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, so, so anyway, after spooking up the deer, I say, okay, I just, sl- I start slowly doing a pan motion from left, working the light over to my right. And as I come past the one o'clock, entering the two o'clock position, Something in that tree line, not far beyond that edge of the tree line, I spooked something else up over there. Oh. This this time was it was much heavier, very large and heavy, and without doubt it was bipedal. Mm-hmm. And now for the record, just like the deer, I didn't see the deer, but I knew the deer, the sound of a deer running off. Over here, I knew the sound of something very large and heavy and bipedal. When I sh- when I shine my light over there, all I hear was footsteps, heavy footfall of whatever it was stepping on. You could hear every thump and crunch, whatever it was stepping on. And when I was hearing this, because I heard this so clear, because it was that that's how close it was. This is the first time I actually became very scared and nervous. Because I was completely by myself. My right. shotgun was back at the camp. And the only thing I had with me was my spotlight and my keys that were connected to my belt loop. So as I hear this, for the record, this was walking away from me. At that moment, then ain't what I was worried about, you know, because it was just the fact that I was alone mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hearing something very large and heavy, you know, so... I, I'm starting to walk backwards because my, you know, I feel my heart kind of trying to pump out of my throat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be backing up really slow too because if you run, an animal would. Right, but yeah, like I said, whatever this was, 
you know, I, you know, I had to stop and calm down after I got back to camp. I had to calm down and realize, realize what I was hearing. I said, I said, this didn't mean me no harm. I said it was going away from me because the walk wasn't a real slow walk, but it wasn't a super fast walk. It was a good steady walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now here's the thing I was talking about the deer uh, from the first encounter and then this one here. I felt like I disturbed its hunt. Oh. This is what makes me think more because there was deer involved prior to having the both encounters. Right. And, and I don't know if this one was in any relation to the ones we saw last year or what, but whatever that was inside the woods, I'm, I'm sorry I messed up his meal, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't want to hurt me because, you know, I'm sure he could have, if he really wanted to, because I don't know how tall or how big he was. He could have been the eight footer that was there in last year, but you know, in 2014, but again, whatever was there, it was very large and bipedal and very heavy. So interesting. I, but, I wonder, I mean, I know there's something out there. I, I do believe he, he or she, they exist, but he probably observed you all night. You know, that's a good possibility because, you know, I often think of those, about those kind of things uh, from time to time. Um, and if it was you know, the same area, he might have recognized your son or you as a person. Yeah, because, see, that general area has been a very active area, regardless if we've seen or heard, you know, or what. But we, we hear a lot of good stuff. A lot of the vocals come from out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we hear the whoops and we hear tree knocks. Um, cause this area here, you got a couple creeks and streams that run through here that lead down and join into the river that feeds into the lake. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then if you go beyond this area where all this took place, it actually starts going uphill up and it works its way up to a ridge in a couple hollows. So I believe that they are from work, you know, they're from up top of the ridge. They, you know, and they, at nighttime, they come down to the lower ground to feed. The deer are very abundant in this area, uh, especially at nighttime. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in there because back also that same year, 2015, um, it was in the evening, but it was still daylight. We saw a black panther. Uh, me and a buddy of mine named Fred. Oh. We we were we had just parked our vehicles. In that same camp spot where, you know, with the story I just told you, we we parked our vehicles there, and uh, we're, we, you know, we were only going to hang around for a little while, for a few hours, but it was already that evening where it was just enough daylight out. We're standing in the middle of the road because we're hearing something over in the woods, some kind of weird sound. I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds more like a moaning sound of going on and off, and. Well, Fred, the guy Fred that was with me, he swears it might have been a juvenile Bigfoot. I don't know. I just never heard that before. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm I'm looking at whatever's on the side of the road down just past the uh, entrance of the lake, you know. And I was like, Fred, what is that? Oh, no. It's like you could tell it's something just sitting there. It, it was in that position. Uh-huh. And I was like, that ain't no black bear. I said, black bear... That's weird for it just to be sitting there like that. Right. And all of a sudden, it, it gets up 
on all fours and crosses the road and you cannot deny what's walking across the road because it's got a long tail dragging behind it. So, oh my and uh, I, didn't I said, they, Fred, did, I didn't huh? know they had those in that area. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people, there's a lot of witnesses to them here. I, I, I will tell you that, but the authorities will deny it if you tell them that's what you saw. Um, I've had several, yeah, I've, I've had several people, um, I've had several people respond to a blog site of mine and, uh, there's actually other blog sites from, um, that's, uh, been around for a long time. That's got a lot of witness reports to them, but, um, yes, I've, I've actually, I have found their tracks before. Um, you know, and as much as I put trail cameras in the woods out there, I never caught no mountain lion or panther out there, but I have caught in bobcats a couple times, but mm. that's about it. You know, I just feel like it's a matter of time. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've showed people the tracks I found and they've confirmed. Yeah. Those are mountain lion tracks, you know? Oh. So, I mean, I knew there were cat tracks, but that's like, well, yeah, I just, you know, I just wasn't sure if there were very super large bobcat tracks or what. <laughs> you know? Wow. I so, can't even yeah. imagine. Well, you know, the thing is, when it comes to mountain lions, bobcats, um, um, besides Virginia, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, mm-hmm. North Carolina, there's witnesses uh, seeing them there, too. But their authorities tell going to tell you the same thing if you report it. Like, you know, so I don't get it. I just don't get it because I had one guy tell me that he saw two of them on his farm field run across as they went into the woods. They ran across a field and went into the woods. He, uh, he told me in his, in his response to my blog that he had called the Department of Game and Inland Fisheries here. Mm-hmm. And whoever he spoke to on the phone clearly told him, sir, we don't have them here. You did not see no mountain lions on your property. I mean, you got people saying all this kind of stuff. Why don't, you know, you know, a lot of people ask, well, why don't, why are they denying it? Why they don't want people to know? It, it's the same thing if the government or other officials believe that there's Bigfoot existing. You right. know, they're not going to, they're not going to admit to it. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why they wouldn't admit to it. Because if they admit to it, then they, there would have to be legal matters involved. You know, so. I find yeah. it really, really bizarre. I mean, I remember being in a room full of people. And somebody asked the question, how many people believe in ghosts? People rose their hand. How many people believed in UFOs? Everybody raised their hand. When it came to Bigfoot, a very small amount of people raised their hand. And I'm really fascinated because why wouldn't we have a great ape? Exactly. Well, I mean, are a hybrid ape? prehistoric type creature that was maybe a little smarter than an ape why wouldn't right. we have it we have we have thousands of miles on land that people don't even walk on exactly and and if, you know t- i'm sorry go ahead and if they observe us and they know they're smart enough to stay away from us knowing that we're dangerous to them yeah and you know uh, you know uh, for those who are paying attention to, you know, discoveries that are happening all the time, primates of various sorts are being discovered all the time. Um, the newest one, the latest one anyway, I should say, is what uh, it's a, a type of orangutan, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those who believe 
or I shouldn't say believe because it's been proven to exist, Gigantopithecus mm-hmm. was believed to be a 10 to 12 foot tall uh, primate, an, an ape of some sort, more towards the orangutans family. Um, you know, so I've always had a theory and a belief that over the years, uh, the Gigantopithecus may adapted and evolved, you know, in certain areas. Then, you know, some people don't believe that he was he could be here in the United States because it was more believed and discovered over in uh, Asia, part of different parts of Asia. So so like, well, it's impossible to have him here. Well, why can't we have him here? If dinosaurs were in other parts of the world, right. we got him discovered here where the remains of their bones, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know what's here, you know, or what came from what. But, you know, everyone believes that there's that Bigfoot is a type of human, uh, you know, and it's funny because I, you know, I, I bring this up a lot too, because I've heard people say, well, he's not an ape, he's a human. It depends on where you stand with science because science, according to science, we're human apes, you know, we're other great ape family. Mm-hmm. Then you got the non-human primates, chimpanzees, orangutans, bobo, bonobos, gorillas, you know, yeah, yeah. those are all your non-human apes. So, um, yeah, so it all depends on how you want to look at it, but, so, you know, people say that if they're not this and not that, you know, it depends on, you know, it's actually there's a lot of contradiction out there, too. So um, trying to deny that humans versus non-human primates, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know, um, that's something different I can get into later if you want. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I mean, I do believe that there, you know, when people ask me, what do I think Bigfoot is? I do believe that there's some type of ape, mm-hmm. uh, unclassified, uh, uh, you know, undiscovered primate. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, you know, we don't know nothing about them. As far as we know, publicly, we don't have nothing, you know, laid out to be tested and, and you know, examined. Although people don't want to hear that, but that's what it's going to take, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, you know, it depends on who you talk to or who you ask, because uh, there's some um, uh, there is some university professors that are stepping foot into this field and bringing science with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of them believe that they c- it can be done without a body, you know, by taking certain protocols and steps and procedures. Um, but, you know, and a lot of those steps and procedures could be done like uh, done by people like me and others that go out looking. But, you know, we got to be willing to take these steps and, and go along with the protocols and you know, uh, for example, it's all part of using the proper PPE, you know, um, you're wearing the gloves and masks when you're collecting evidence and, um, and properly storing them and then just taking uh, samples for eDNA, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are starting to r- recognize what eDNA is and, and concerning that would be the best way. Um, so... I don't know. I just think it's a matter of time that, you know, something might get discovered. So, you know. You know, with everything, when you look throughout history, Bigfoot has been in almost every culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every culture. And, you know, the natives talk about him all the time. The Native Americans talk about him all the time. Oh, yeah. They have a great respect for, for Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. I can't cover all the different stories of every native tribe, but 
to sum it all up, yeah, he, Bigfoot's considered guardian of the forest or big brother of the forest, you know, or, um, you know, he's also known as shadow of the, uh, you know, he's something to do, you know, um, yeah, Ridge Walker, shadow of the forest, you know, because he's very stealthy, you know. And, right. Um, so, yeah, a lot of Native Americans have a lot. Yeah, you, like you said yourself, they do have a lot of respect for him. Absolutely. And so, then, oh, go ahead. So why do you think people find it so hard to believe in that? Because, you know, something like Bigfoot, <laughs> I guess it, it's, oh, man, I, I, what's the best way to say this? Because um, Bigfoot's considered to be a monster, you know, right. to the, you know, to those who don't look into the phenomenal. So, you know, monsters ain't supposed to exist in the woods. You know, if he's, I, and he, well, here's the main thing. Mm-hmm. If science does not say it exists, if the government says it does not exist, you got those people that live by science. You have people that live by the government instead of having their own mind, you know, they can't think for themselves. So they're going to have that blocked mind, that closed mind, you know, or not the, they can't even consider the po- the possibility, you know, because, um, you know, they think it's a joke. They think it's a, you know, because, yeah, it's so many hoaxes out there. People have been hoaxing this phenomenon for years, sure. you know. Um, but, you know, I mean, as far as, the Roger Patterson and Bob Gimmel footage. Yeah. There's people that believe that Bob Hieronymus was the guy in the suit. I mean, he says he was a guy in the suit, but they can't prove it. You know, <laughs> you know, where'd that, where'd that suit go? If it was a suit, what right. happened to it? You know, you know, <laughs> so it's in a very I mean, expensive suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, here's the thing too. I mean, if to briefly get into that situation, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of investigations with that uh, with that footage. Uh, as far as Disney, Disney said, "Well, we know we we can't even afford to produce anything that of that quality." Wow. You know, the yeah. best they had back during that time was Planet of the Apes, and look how monkey looking they were. Look, you know, they looked like a you know rubber faced monkeys. You know, oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, and Roger and uh, Ro- uh, Roger and Bob Gimlin, these guys did not have a budget. These guys didn't have no money to come up with a uh, something that good. So, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of debate on on the uh, on the matter. So, exactly. uh, this person, yeah, there's rumors that oh, this one paid so and so to shut up. This one paid this one to do this. And, you know, there's a bunch of drama. There's whatever you know. I think uh, I think too many people like drama. Exactly. <laughs> I think they yeah. Just stop the drama. Right. You know, either you believe it or you don't. You know, just whatever. Yeah. If you don't believe it, I think non-believers should find a way to respect the, those who that do know or believe in the subject. You know, because yeah, so many people. There's so many people that have witnessed this. Oh yeah. And have seen something. But, you know, you'd be surprised. They're afraid to come out because they know what people are like. They know how, you know, awful people could be, you know. Um, Exactly. Even family members, you know. I mean, it's like my oldest sister is, oh, my goodness. Melanie, no, my sister Melanie, she loves the subject. Her and her daughters love the subject. Now, my sister Melissa, oh, she (laughs) gives me, like, she rolls her eyes and, like, gives me all kinds of crap. Oh, it's like... 
I say, I hope you run into one one day, Melissa. <laughs> she probably will, and she'll have a, probably have the most fantastic experience ever. <laughs> well, she was living in Florida. She just went back up north to stay with her daughter. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe up there, she might have a better chance up there. I don't know. So. <laughs> it's true. Up north. Yeah. yeah all those woods up she, there. <laughs> she was living the last few years on the beach in Florida. She was spoiling herself. So. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's tell my audience about this Bigfoot conference, June 18, 2022. Oh, yes. Uh, the annual Virginia Bigfoot conference. Yeah. This happened June 18th. Yes, June 18th. Uh, we do this every year, by the way. Uh, every year, every June, uh, we do hold the annual Virginia Bigfoot conference. And uh, this year, it's being held at the Holiday Inn and Conference Center in Stanton, Virginia, right off of Interstate 81. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have, we're going to have a variety of uh, speakers. Uh, we have a, a, a variety of vendors. Um, we're going to have some raffles. There'll be uh, a lot of Bigfoot theme uh, vendors. Um, you know, people selling anything with the name Bigfoot, Sasquatch on it. Okay. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, my girlfriend, her family business, um, it's actually how I met her. She was a, a, a vendor at one of my events. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool how it worked out. So, um, so yeah, need to check it out. She uh, has some really great stuff. Her brother, yeah, her brother is the artist and designer of everything they have. Uh, oh, he's very a, cool. Yeah, all the Bigfoots they got, uh, all the artwork. On their shirts, on whatever they have, they have Bigfoot bird feeders. They have Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bigfoot bird houses, garden stones. Um, yeah, they he's designed it all, and it's pretty cool, you know. Um, yeah, they have a little bit of everything. They even have shower curtains and you know uh, rugs, and they have all kinds of pretty cool apparel and merchandise. You need so. to send me that link. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I love stuff like that. So what kind of who's going to speak at the conference this year? Um, well, see, my list of speakers, uh, you know, you think I was, should memorize them by heart. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, even though I got lists written everywhere of them. So um, one, of our, oh, one of our key speakers, he's coming all the way from the state of Oregon. Um, his name is Todd Neese. Um, he actually is the. Uh, the lead investigator and founder of the um, primate conservatory uh, research. I don't want to, I'm probably butchering it up as I speak, but so, so, but now Todd East, he is actually recently freshly retired from out of the um, U S army. I've had the pleasure of actually interviewing him some years ago on one of my old podcasts. Um, he, who actually has had a sighting while on a, a military exercise. Ooh, I thought that, yeah, that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, he's going to be coming all the way out from Oregon to join us. And uh, we also have, let's see, we have, we have speakers coming from Kentucky, West Virginia, and Virginia. And uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. Did we have one from Tennessee? No. Yes, we do have one from Tennessee. Yes, we got one of our guys from Tennessee. Um, yeah, one of the uh, one of the other speakers too. If you're a barbecue fan, 
you need to go check out Sasquatch uh, on Facebook. It's uh, it's S O S S S Q U A T C H. Sasquatch. <laughs> I know. I had to be careful. I had to close my eyes and spell it out because oh the way my. he has it, the way he has it worded, is like, yeah, it's S O S S then Squatch, but it's all one word. So, <laughs> but yeah, if you go to his Facebook page, uh, it's Michael um, uh, Michael Cook uh, who owns that. He has created these different flavored barbecue sauces, oh, and I'm going to tell you what I have witnessed this. I have tasted this. Because he had gave this to me, but a few weeks ago, now uh, we were down in Tennessee doing a uh, uh, doing a gathering for an event that we're going to be speaking at together um, over uh, later in August down in Tennessee. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, he gave me some there, and we actually took them out with us when we went to Illinois and used them on the chicken that we cooked over the fire. And oh my goodness, I just wanted to keep eating the sauce; it was delicious. <laughs> It was, I mean, I, I like something I never tasted before. The guy is talented. He's very creative. Um, you know, and each one's named after a bourbon. He, the one, I think my favorite one, I think one of my favorites was the apple bourbon barbecue uh-huh. sauce. Ooh, that's um, yeah. Then he had a black cherry bourbon or something like that. And, oh, and the peach bourbon. The peach bourbon was, oh, amazing. You need to yeah. send me that link. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm yes. a, I'm a really strict vegetarian, but I still use barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I think you yeah, you would definitely love these things. Yeah, you could use barbecue sauce on anything. Oh, you know? I know. It makes everything taste better. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. For sure. So um yeah, try it on your veggie burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so yeah, that's Michael Cook, and uh, for those who may not be familiar, Michael Cook was actually featured on uh, "These Woods Are Haunted" uh, oh, on one yeah. of his series. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I've actually seen his uh, episode twice, and uh, even each time, I mean, from the first time and even the second time during the encounter, that situation they had, you could feel it yeah. just by watch, just watching and listening to the reenactment. I mean, I guess they did pretty good on the reenactment, but. Michael Cook will tell you there's a couple things that they actually added in the uh, in on the reenactment that actually didn't take place. But you know, so I mean, they told you know they told the story, you know, but you know, of course, the, I guess they're gonna add and change it, whatever, not make it a completely accurate the way it was told. But mm-hmm. it was a uh, but overall, Michael Cook says yeah, it as far as the things that weren't done, it was basically things that were said and and a couple things that they did you know uh while experiencing what they did it uh you know yeah a couple minor things but as far as being stalked and being chased yeah those kind of things really did happen to them so i think being stalked uh, would be very scary oh my goodness especially when these subjects are uh are being shown signs of aggression mm-hmm. constantly throwing stuff at you to get you out of their territory right yeah um yeah that yeah i never experienced a major aggression situation except for the incident i told you i had a rock thrown at me but um but yeah that was interesting but i don't know i never seen nothing um but i don't know so yeah that's for sure (laughs) it certainly makes um, the world interesting doesn't it (laughs) 
Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, as far as the uh, back to the event, if anyone wants to check that out, there's information if you want to go to the website at www.vabigfootcon.com. So, and uh, yeah, definitely check out. You want to get really catch some super cool uh, Bigfoot merchandise. You need to go to Broken Branch Designs LLC. Yeah, LLC.com. Uh, every, it's everything Sasquatch. Some of the coolest merchandise apparel and, you know, all some of the stuff I told you about before. Awesome. So, yeah, so Broken Branch Designs LLC.com. And I yeah. will make sure to put that in my notes. So anybody who wants to get any of that merchandise, find out more information about the Virginia Bigfoot Conference and about Daniel J. Banois, which, how can they get a hold of you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, if you want to send me uh, email, definitely feel free, uh, ecbro98 at gmail.com. Uh, also, I'm very easy to find. I'm all over Facebook, um, yeah, because I have the Daniel J. Benoit fan page. I have my personal Facebook page, Daniel Benoit, um, and then... You can find the ECBRO fan page. Uh, we have the ECBRO, East Coast Bigfoot Researchers Organization, Facebook group. Um, so, And then I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And I'm sure there's more, but those are the main ones. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. So, if, yeah, if you want to check out some of my films, uh, some of my field videos, if you go to uh, ecbrofounder.com it's more of my bio but if you go uh, if you go through the different sections of the uh, website um, I do have one for featured films uh, some of them are my uh, you know feel, my own personal field videos mm -hmm. uh, there is a trailer there to my other documentary that I, that was in uh, it's called the elusive legend and ecbro story um, that one there was uh, took place here in Virginia from another independent film director um, Justin Snyder, uh, you can check that out. That video is, uh, I have DVD copies, but it's available for free on, uh, Tubi TV. So you can check that out there. So, okay. awesome. yeah, yeah. Awesome. So Daniel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, absolutely. I really enjoyed this. And I hope our paths cross sometime very soon. You never know. I could be at oh, the yeah. conference and I'll come up and say hi. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to throw something out there. Do you and your husband attend the Ohio Bigfoot Conference? Um, I have not. Okay. It's happening at Salt Fork State Park, April 30th. Ooh, um, okay. My girlfriend will be there. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it, uh, but she will be there set up at the event. So if you want to get a hands-on, she's going to have a good chunk of merchandise with her. So. Ooh, cool. Yeah. I do want to so, see some yeah. of that merchandise. I'm a big t-shirt fan. I love t-shirts, so. Oh, absolutely. She has a great variety of shirts of all sorts. So <laughs> Cool. I need me a, a little squat shirt. Okay. Bigfoot on it. So send me that link. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope you come back on again soon and tell me more. Oh, absolutely. I'll be more than glad to. You have a absolutely. great night, Daniel. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night. All right, good night.